Radio Network. They're believing their child over you. That's a tough situation to be in. There's a lot more pressure and expectations on the teachers for a lot of things that they're not responsible for. They can get very angry, and they had one parent actually throw something at me. Hello, it's time for Teacher's Aid, strategies, tools, and tactics for the challenges teachers face. I'm Ray Pika. Today's parents are more involved in their children's education than ever before. They also feel free to express their thoughts to their children's teachers. Unfortunately, those thoughts sometimes come laced with venom. Today, we're talking with Neil Gibson, Jim West, Jan Gumbiner, and Devin Black about how you can best deal with angry parents. Neil, what makes people angry, and what prompts them to act on their anger? Probably the most important thing is to recognize that whenever anybody's angry, that there's something that they value that's missing, that there's something that's very important that they need, because everything anyone does at any time is in support of experiencing something they value or satisfying some need. So if someone's angry, it's important to try and get to that thing that they value, what it is that's most important to them, that's having them stand in front of you and trying to get it in this way that looks like anger. And the most important thing about that is to recognize that it's about them, it's not about you. So if you can pay attention to the fact that it's something they value that's missing, that has nothing to do with you. So you can really adopt kind of a mindset of an explorer. You're just trying to figure out what it is that's driving this anger, what's really important to them that's missing for them, and how you can move towards strategies that will help them get what they need and make sure that you take care of what you need in the process, too. Jim, you created a program called Diffusing Angry Parents in the School. Can we assume from this that angry parents are a common phenomenon? Yes, it seems like it's getting worse and worse. There's less and less stay-at-home moms to help deal with school problems or school issues or be involved with the school. There's less communication between the parents and the school. Parents are wanting the school to take care of everything and all the problems and fix my kid. And of course, then there's the private school parents who are like, hey, I pay X amount of money every year. You need to fix this. So there's entitlement. There's hovering parents. So, yes, that is a big deal. Thanks, Jim. Jan, you, when you were in the classroom, did you ever experience angry parents? I really had a wonderful experience. Actually, I was in one of the hardest areas, too, a very poor inner city area. And I had preschool, kindergarten, and first grade. And my school had a very supportive community for many, many, many years. But what I have observed since the time that I was a child, my parents' attitude was the teacher was the authority and the teacher was always right. And my (laughs) parents would side with the teachers. As Jim mentioned, the institutions are doing more of the parenting. And the parents are very busy and very stressed out. And there's a lot more pressure and expectations on the teachers for a lot of things that they're not responsible for. It has definitely changed from the attitude that I was growing up with. Absolutely. And Devin, is uh, angry parents something you've experienced? Not very often, but sometimes when parents don't understand what you're trying to tell them, uh, you're using too much jargon or you're uh, just not addressing their concerns, they can get very angry. And I had one parent actually throw something at me once. And what did you do to deserve that, Devin? Well, I was a first-year teacher, and I hadn't learned very much about how to talk to parents yet, uh, even though I was one. And from that, I, I decided to do a little research and figured a few things out. So it hasn't happened since. Well, that's good to know. Well, let's get to some solutions. Give us your best tips for dealing with the angry parent. Jim? You know, the first thing is to not take what they say personal and to validate their feelings. 
you know, I can see you're frustrated because you're a busy man and you had to come to this meeting to talk about trouble, you know, or behavior issues with your son. You know, it's important to validate them, you know, and, and empathize with them to let them know that they're being heard. And that really goes a long way to calm things down. Well, how do you do that, Jim, without sounding patronizing? I, I, I think that may be easier said than done. Oh, sure. Yeah. They're going to say these things to you. They're going to say, I'm a busy person. I have more important things to do. There's a lot of messages that well, parents will say, and so it's important to reflect those back with a, a soft, understanding tone. Neil, what would you like to add? Well, I, I think what uh, Jim's talking about is critical, and it's that matter of really getting that empathic connection with the parent to get what's really most important. You know, in that situation where they come in and they say something like, you know, my time's really important to me. There's Again, back to this idea of so what do they value? At some level, they must value efficiency or ease in their life, those kinds of things. And that's what we try and have people learn is the vocabulary of these kind of values. Because when we get down to that level with people, if I can hear someone and say, and you'd really like to use your time more effectively than coming down here, if that's really the value, that core issue for them, they get that. And you can see a shift in their tone yes. and how they respond to you. There's an easing when they're heard at a very deep level rather than at the strategy level, which is something that we help people distinguish is, you know, being at your job or you're busy or, or you're trying to take care of your life are all things at the strategy level. And if we can get down with people to this level of really what's most truly important to them and hear that in a way that they get, it allows you then to get on the same page about those things because you recognize that effectiveness is important to you and ease is important to you too, and you'd rather not be doing these things. So now the question is, how do we move from this common place where we recognize we're on the same page with our values? How do we move from there into, so what can we do given the situation to make that so that that happens for both of us? So how do I keep from getting angry right back? Devin, how did you keep from throwing something back at that parent? Well, I was raised as a pacifist, so I'm pretty used to not throwing things at people. The problem I was having, I think, or was controlling raising my voice at that point. But what I found works for me best is to just see myself in their situation as much as possible and try to understand you know, where they're coming from. And sometimes it's hard because the, the people I work with, uh, the students I teach come from a very different background than mine. But the more I learn about their backgrounds, the better I can do that. I think it's also important to actually attend to the parent. Don't get distracted. Don't, don't take phone calls. Just really be there. Ah, good practical advice. Anyone else want to offer some advice for how I keep from getting angry right back? Because I have a temper. Well, one of the things that helps me is to realize that two people are only ever saying one of two things. They're either saying please or thank you. And, and if you think about it, that's true. And when someone's coming at you with that kind of intensity, it's obvious that they're not saying thank you. But if you can hear it as please something, I'm, I desperately need something. And the only way I've ever learned how to get this is to get really big and loud at the person that I'm trying to get it from, but it's still please. So if you can keep in your consciousness that this person is just asking desperately for some assistance, and your job is to pay attention to them carefully enough that you can get what it is that they're needing, then it keeps you out of the mindset that I'm having to defend myself from something. Jim, what should I do if I feel or I'm actually being physically threatened, which sadly isn't outside the realm of possibility these days? you feel like you're being physically threatened, I mean, it is good for the teachers to position themselves closest to the door. Or if, you know, one of the things I tell teachers is predict what might happen and prepare for it. If the teacher's feeling that they're going to be threatened or there's a chance that things could get 
repeated, it is good to have one or two other people involved in the meeting. Maybe the dean or assistant principal or principal can be involved so that there's a little extra protection. So that's one of the things. And, and you know, predicting what might happen also, helping teachers know that the parents, if they're angry, they're going to try to make it personal. Just knowing that ahead of time and knowing that if they are upset or over the top, that there is something else going on in their life or something else that fueling this anger in this episode at school is bringing it to the surface. That's why it's so important that we start positive in these meetings. You know, the teachers to say positive things about the child before addressing negative things and, and saying things like, and I'm so thankful that you are here at this meeting because I know how much you care about your child and that we all want the best for the child. So those can kind of set the stage to, to hopefully keep things from getting too heated. But if they do, that's when you say, you know what, I think we might need to reschedule this meeting and you know, I'll be in touch with you and, and end the meeting because things are getting too hot. Okay, I do want to ask, Jan, if you're alone in the meeting, should you let your principal administrator know about exchanges with angry parents afterward? You know, I'm not an educational administrator and I'm not trained as a principal. And there are a lot of rules and regulations on that. And it really, the principal is the best one to advise the teacher on what the policy is in their school district. So usually it's document, document, document. But when I was the elementary school teacher, which they knew the community, um, my, my principal would be standing right there if he anticipated that in any way I was at harm. I want to get final words of advice from everyone, particularly what is the quickest way to diffuse an angry parent? Neil, let's start with you. Well, I think it's uh, really just what I've been saying before, that it's really that you need to care about what's going on for the person, and then you need to demonstrate that you care about that in a way that they understand. And the process of getting as quickly as possible to what's important to them and what they'd like to accomplish, really focusing on that so they get that you have an interest in supporting them, because that's really what's driving the anger anyway, is a fear that something's happening that they're not going to be able to get what they need. And Jim, your final words of advice? Well, it's a three-step process. It's validation, empathy, and choices. Validation is focusing on the feeling, not so much the personal attacks, but what's the feeling behind what they're doing, and then empathize with them. Once they know that they've been hurt and you validate their feelings, then it's a lot easier to empathize and say, I I can see why you're upset. I understand why you're upset, and I want the same you want for your child. And then C is choices. What can we do now? Where where can we go from here to, to reach the goals that we both have for your child? Thanks, Jim. And Devin, your final words of advice, briefly, please. That sometimes parents just need to vent, and sometimes you just have to listen to them be angry for a while. Okay. And Jan, your final thoughts? Oh, there are many, many, many good ideas here. But the very wisest thing I asked one of my students once who became an elementary school teacher, was psychology a good background for teaching education? And she said, yes, yes, yes. The most important thing I learned was how to talk to the parents. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me in this conversation. Unfortunately, you know, dealing with angry parents is an all too common uh, experience for teachers these days. So I think that you've provided them with something that will really help. Thank you for being here. This segment didn't go quite as I imagined. 
I expected a lot of passion around the topic. After all, an angry parent evokes a lot of emotion, fear, confusion, defensiveness, and even some fury of your own. But my guests were so reasonable. They absolutely offered some good advice. For me, the big takeaway was that you should keep in mind the fact that it's not about you. And if you can predict what might happen and plan for it, that's great. But the operative word is if. Too often you're blindsided by a parent's anger. And I guess that gets to the heart of it for me. We all have a right to our feelings anger among them. But what kind of a world is it when you need training in diffusing angry parents? What does society come to that it's okay for people to rage at each other? That said, perhaps a reasonable demeanor is exactly what's needed in such a world. Clearly, we can't help to change the world by dealing with it in less than reasonable ways. So do you see that like button on your screen? Yes, right there in front of you in the pop-up box. If you appreciated this segment of Teacher's Aid and would like to keep the shows coming, please click that thing for me. Thank you. This has been Ray Pico with Teacher's Aid, offering solutions to the challenges teachers face. Thanks for listening. This program is produced by Accretive Media for the BAM Radio Network. Thanks for listening.